Welcome in to a very special New Year, New Us edition of Sportball, our first episode of 2022. Boys, how are we doing? I'm the same me, actually. Except I did look at the outline this time, but I haven't prepared or, or really done any of the homework on the outline. So same old, same old. I read the outline and took notes. I say it's new Kyle. 2022. You know what to do. It's same me you know because I'm perfect. Story already. that I, I, heard, I read a story the other day. Let me hear it. There was a, a lady that gave birth on New Year's Eve. And she had one child on the 31st Mm. and one came out 15 minutes later on January 1st. So while they are twins, different years, they're not just born in different, yeah, different months and different years. What's more wild that, or the fact that DeMar DeRozan had two back-to-back game winner buzzer beaters on back-to-back days in two separate years. Only player to ever do it on (laughs) back-to-back days too. Yeah. And in different years, no less. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's incredible. <laughs> uh, well, it, we're happy to be back, I, w- I shall say. I am, at least. I don't know about you. I can't speak for you guys. Good to be back in the old Zoom. It's always good. It's always good to be here. And we have a lot to cover. I mean, how many things have we missed? We took an episode off because your boy had COVID, uh, but he's back stronger than ever. He persevered. I have four drinks in front of me today, actually, which might be our new record for the podcast. I'm going to guess it's tea, it's water, (laughs) it's Gatorade Zero. My God, what could the last be? There's no way you're double dipping the tea with coffee. Would you put it past me? (laughs) (laughs) I am, yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. The tea is more to soothe the throat and the coffee is to keep me alert. That's what they don't teach you in school. Are you the type of honey or tea? Oh. If my tea doesn't have honey in it, I send it back to myself where I made it. Yeah. What about you? Oh, yeah. Got a honey the tea. Seth? Um, depends on the type of tea. That's a good point, I guess. I mean, the teas I are ready. I exclusively sweet. buy tea, though, that I would <clears throat> put honey in. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't a tea podcast, after all. It's not? <laughs> I thought we were doing uh, most surprising overachieving tea brands. I would say David's tea is up there this year. Mm. Good year for them. Uh, so it is, in fact, actually a podcast about sports exclusively, that ones that include a ball. We're going to cover a, po- a sport later on at the very end of the podcast that we almost never cover. So everyone should be prepared for that. So I mean, stay in your seats. We cover the sport, just not that subsector of it. Well, don't spoil it too much now because they'll start to guess. They'll think it's like the minor handball league or something. So first I want to hit the NFL, our bread, our butter. We know which side our bread is buttered on, as they say. We are one week away from the end of the season. Some people might think it's over, but it actually isn't because they added a week for because they're money-grubbing capitalists. Speaking uh, of buttering bread, side note. Please. When you make grilled cheese next time, don't butter it. Mayo it. Oh, way ahead of you. Okay. Just did that while I was in quarantine. We were making grilled cheese nearly every day. Mayo, everything bagel seasoning on the outside as well. That's a good yeah, call. Really it brings it that. together. Yeah. But you just, the mayo makes it crispy. It does. Yeah. That, that's so funny because I had grilled cheese with mayo 
over the holidays as well with my sister. This is why we I get feel together like I'm so behind long. the curve then, but it started <laughs> not too long ago, maybe earlier December. Welcome, brother. <laughs> All right. Uh, so NFL, there's one week left in the season. A lot of things are shaping into place for the playoff picture. May I read you the AFC playoff picture first? Now this one, this one has some intrigue, I'll say. So right now the Titans are your one seed, okay? At two, we have the Chiefs. Three, the Bengals, who had a resounding win over aforementioned Chiefs this weekend to clinch their division. We have the Bills at four of Buffalo. The Patriots at five. Colts at six. Chargers at seven. And the Chargers play the Raiders next week in a win-and-you're-in scenario, which will be very, very... Not necessarily true. Right, it's like basically is, but if like 17 other things happen, then the Raiders can... Oh, no, no, only one thing has to happen. If the Colts lose on Sunday and they play the noon game and the Raiders and the Chargers tie, the Raiders and Chargers both make the playoffs. Aren't they playing Jacksonville, though, the Colts? They haven't (laughs) won in Jacksonville since 2014, though. Sam and I know it all too well. (laughs) we, We all know it all too well. We picked them in our Survivor League week one and lost. That was so, tough. What do you think? You, there's no way there's – it could be the most boring Sunday night football game of all time. No, they still it's still win or get in. No, if the Colts were to lose Sunday afternoon. But then, they have but then, we're, then we're hoping yeah. for a tie, which will make it exciting. How much – but they're not going to try to score to tie. How much do you think the Raiders would have – would be trying uh, to pay the Chargers to say let's score as little as possible so we could tie this <clears> game? Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't happen because the Chargers would just feel like, well, if we win, then we're in. So we might as well just go for the win. I guess. Same for the Raiders, yeah. though. <laughs> I mean, there'd have to be some serious collusion to have them actually trying for a tie. But if it happens, that'll be incredible. Yeah, so, I mean, there's not much, despite Kyle's one scenario, there's not too much excitement in the AFC. Um how about the Raiders, though, managed to get a shot at the playoffs despite all they've been through this year, right? God, I they hope have they the, miss. They're terrible. They have the John Gruden fiasco, right? They have Henry Ruggs out of football after the incident that he had earlier in the season. And yet, here they are with the chance to make the playoffs. I mean, you got to at least hand it to Derek Carr with the leadership of this team, right? No, I don't hand it to Derek Carr one bit. He's <laughs> terrible. Why would I ever do that? If they're going to I, hand it to anyone, hand it to Hunter Renfro. But still, oof, I need him in two months for taxes, so he better not make it. You need him in two months for taxes? You've seen his picture. I've sent it to you. He looks like he does oh. taxes for his day job. <laughs> he very... definitely has to be a CPA. It's <laughs> uh, so true. He does look like that. It's coming to tax season, so he's got to hunger down. Uh, so that, that game will be exciting. The Titans are the one seed. Do any of you think that they are the best team in the AFC? Seth, where would you rank them among these among, amongst these any AFC teams? I mean, certainly not above the Chiefs, at least, right? I have always loved the Titans. And by always, I mean, I think I picked them to beat the Ravens a couple of years ago. And ever since then, I kind of felt like they were, they were my guys. Um, I do think they're well coached and they just are one of those teams that just kind of gets it done, even when you doubt them. And there's always the possibility 
of Derrick Henry coming back in time for the playoffs. So if that were to happen, I don't know. I kind of like them. That being said, I'd still take the Chiefs over them. I think I might take the Chiefs and the Bills over them, at least. I mean, they got that Josh Allen trump card that they've shown in the last couple of weeks, right, where you just give Josh as many touches as you can, passing and rushing, and you have a good chance to win against anyone. What about you, Kyle? Who, who are you favoring out of the AFC? Do you believe in this Titans team? I do believe in the Titans team. You know, I've been a Titans fan for a hot minute. You know, not like a fan fan, but A.J. Brown I've always loved. Um, I think I was the highest of all three of us on Ryan Tannehill since day one, since he got there. Um, so their defense this year has looked like one of those top-tier defenses, which is huge come playoff time. Um, you know, getting a healthy A.J. Brown back the other week showed to be huge. I mean, their offensive line's doing something great, too. Well, they haven't had Henry for how long, and Donta Foreman has had, like, 300-plus-yard rush games, um, and they're expected, I think, to have Derrick Henry back practicing this week, so he should be ready to go for the playoffs. Who knows if he'll be 100%, who knows if he'll, you know, be on there for 85% of the snaps like he typically is, but if not, you know, the backups, and specifically Donta Foreman, have shown that they're formid- he's a formidable uh, replacement with the way that the rest of the team is configured. I just don't, I know it's not all on the quarterback, but I just don't know if I'd bet on Ryan Tannehill to make it to the Super Bowl. but certainly we've seen worse quarterbacks make it. So. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be my favorite team out of the AFC to make it to the Super Bowl. There's other teams. I think I'd rather see more under the bright lights, but I would still highly enjoy watching AJ Brown play in the Super Bowl. Yeah, love AJ. So we got we'll have Chiefs versus that the winner of that Chargers Raiders game. That should be I should expect the Chiefs to take care of that. But I think for me, all the other games are very exciting in the AFC. I mean, we have a potential we have um Bengals Colts, Bills Patriots, the trifecta. Those teams are tied one and one. And then there's also the possibility that the Bengals and Bills switch positions, which opens up another, another uh, door to other matchups, including Bills Colts and Patriots Bengals. So I think any one of those are, are going to be some of the most exciting matchups of the opening round, right? I'd rather it stay how it is, to be honest with you. I think those yeah. are the mm-hmm. three most exciting matchups that we could probably get. Yeah. Just because of the history of the Bills and the Patriots. And the, you know, high power offenses of the Chiefs and the Chargers, and then the young studs on Cincinnati versus the greatest running back in football, Jonathan Taylor, and one of the best defensive players in the league and Darius Leonard. Just all three of those matchups make for the best football watching, in my opinion. I agree. I think those would be dope. Um, especially I think it would be a little bit poetic to see Patriots bills. If Mac Jones can this early in his career, follow in Brady's legacy and dominate the bills in the playoffs and otherwise 
um, or, you know, if he's not, not quite ready for that yet. So yeah, I'd love to keep it the way it is. So you guys telling me if let's say the second round matchup is the Titans versus the Bills Patriots winner, you guys, you guys tell me you're taking the, the Titans in that game. That's how the game goes. See, I just think there's a good chance they lose in the first round. That's the one seed. Would technically be the second side, right? Second round, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Second round, first game for them. <laughs> With the extra extra bye week, I think I'd be on Tennessee in that matchup. Man, that would be very fascinating. Uh, let's go to let's, – let's hit the NFC as well. So, we have Packers clinch the one seed, those bastards, those fucks. We have a shout out Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Stack them up, baby. Let's go. <laughs> we have the Rams two seed, the Buccaneers the three seed, the Cowboys the four seed. Seems like that could all change this final week. Uh, those two through four. We have the Cardinals all the way down to the fifth seed after their recent sputter. And we have the Eagles already clinched in the seventh seed. They've clinched the playoffs. And in the sixth seed, we have a fight between the Niners and the Saints. So if the Rams beat the Niners and the Saints beat the Falcons, then the Saints will make the playoffs, which is what the betting market is favoring right now. And then if the Niners lose, no, I'm sorry. Sorry. If the Saints, if the Niners win, they're in. Right. Okay. And if the Saints lose and the Niners lose, then the Niners are in. Right. So So the Saints need to win and the Niners need to lose for the Saints to make it. And I just don't want to see the Saints team in the playoffs. So I'm really hoping the Falcons can come through for me one more time, being the worst team in the league at night at seven and nine. If they can just play spoiler as they're so apt to do in these division games, then they can give me the Niners instead of Taysom Hill, please. Is uh, do we know if um, Garoppolo is expected to be back this week? Yeah, right. I think he's going to try, but we don't know. Trey Lance gives him the better shot anyways, but teach his own. Does he? I mean, he started off rough, but he looked good the second half of that game last week. Might I remind you who they played last week? It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter at all to you? The Rams' defense is no different than the Texans' defense, too? <laughs> Aaron would Donald is on one of those teams, but... Otherwise. Would you rather watch Jimmy Garoppolo throw three-yard passes well, or Trey Lance? I'd rather watch Trey Lance. First downs and throw 60-yard touchdowns. I'd rather watch Trey Lance for sure. It's more exciting. That's what I mean. Yeah. I also think it gives him a better chance to win, but. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know about that, but I think they can beat this Rams team. Yeah. I, I don't think the Rams are unstoppable. Like we kind of expect them to be. No, they're more of a, a pick, good on paper team. Aren't they? It's turned out to be. I mean, they are 12 and four. It's not like they've been. No, bad. no, but. How dare you? With with the loss of Bobby Trees, they've definitely been a little bit more susceptible as a as a team. Yeah, but, I don't think they're unstoppable, but I think it's right, what I'm saying for Sam to ca- characterize them as good on paper and not good in reality. So you don't play the games on paper. That's what I mean. They barely they beat a, the Ravens by one with Tyler Huntley yesterday. So and the entire Ravens secondary is I think deceased. So I mean mm-hmm. I don't know. They haven't impressed me. They started off really well, right? And I guess I was just kind of holding them to that higher standard, thinking this was going to be a dominant, like, 14-2 and team. But they've kind of eked out some close ones. 
I mean, they're winning despite Stafford throwing a pick six every week, it seems. So I, I don't, yeah. I'm just not as high on them as I, I was going into the season when I thought they were going to make the Super Bowl. Can we talk about Stafford being the quarterback for the two best wide receiver seasons of all time, though? <clears throat> How crazy is that? Well, maybe in the last, like, 20 years. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, he's the since, I've been watching, <laughs> since I've been watching NFL, yeah. Yeah, it's been wild. That is wild. The best thing that about getting Stafford has been unlocking Cooper Cup, huh? Yeah. He wasn't having a season like that with Jared Goff. I'll tell you that much. He was not. Too bad your team still couldn't make the playoffs, Sam. Why? Why? Just catching <laughs> strays right now? <laughs> At least I didn't take the ACT. Shout out, Ben. Can't wait Who doesn't listen, I don't think, because he's a bad friend. You know, speaking of dominant teams, one thing I noticed just looking at the records, and it's nice to look at the records this week because – it's like it has been in years past. They haven't played the extra game right. yet, so my small, small mind can comprehend it. There's no – there's only one team better than 12-4 and four in the entire league, and that's the Packers. Right. So you can really pick apart holes in every team and look at some games here or there that they've lost, you know. And that's why we're having such difficulty, I think, just trying to pick, you know, outright winners. And the, the Packers, they just keep trugging. They're Might be going three. to a playoff game. You are? I Might be. It's on the table. Which table? Playoff games on the table? <laughs> yeah. They're playing in the field. Why are you still going to go up to Green Bay? That would be the plan. That's where they're playing. So, Wow. In amongst the enemy. Can you imagine? I'd like to see you know, Aaron Rodgers live and in person in the historic Lambeau while yeah, he's still great. there. I mean, while he's still with us. Kyle, Kyle Rode. The Rodgers and Devontae Adams stack to the that championship, too. as he mentioned moments ago. You'll so, see me on TV with a even, Yeah. You might be a Packers fan, though. <laughs> I'm a Devontae Adams fan. I wasn't going to mention him winning our ACT League on the pod because I didn't want everyone to know, but there it is. Congrats or whatever. It's a tough one. <laughs> Cheers. It's, it's been hardest. a long time coming. I don't know how many times I've made the championship and lost, so. Well, last three. year you were a second for the ACT, so I don't know about that, but that was the that was the hardest Venmo I've ever had to send is the winnings to Kyle for winning the championship. <laughs> oh, you Venmo me? I didn't even know. That's yeah, nice. I did. You're welcome. Uh, so, what are you excited for in the NFC here? I'm thinking we have a good chance at a Cowboys Cardinals rematch, which I think I would like to see again. That was an exciting game. Can Kyler Murray stay undefeated at the Texas Stadium? <laughs> a lot of these could change bucks eagles doesn't really do anything for me i mean maybe rams niners the rematch could be interesting i don't i'm not that interested in Rams saints i'm not really interested in the saints being anywhere near my tv actually what are you guys looking forward to in the nfc i mean you took the words out of my mouth it's that dallas arizona matchup 100 um and i think they said they were expecting hopkins to be back for the playoffs right I haven't seen any updates to see if that's become more certain or less certain, but when they shut him down, they said he'd be out until the playoffs. So, right. You know, it was tough the other, other day for the Cowboys this past weekend, but um, they did come back in the second half. They had a chance to tie it up and couldn't get it done. Um, So I'd expect a, a close game between those two Cowboys defense has been very good all season long. They missed like two or three interceptions in the first half against the Cardinals last weekend. Who knows what happens if they even 
get one of those, force one of those turnovers. But, um, you know, I've also just been a big Kyler Murray fan, so it's going to be great watch. The other, the other two games, it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. What about you, Seth? Yeah, that would be fun for sure. Um, I don't know. I think I like, again, assuming the 49ers make it, um, I think 49ers bucks could be good. Yeah, if we, feel could, like, if we could swing that, it'll be good. I feel like it'll be – Bucks will be heavily favored, but it's not like a cakewalk either. And Especially with the Niners. everyone that the Bucks are missing now. With Antonio Brown deciding to quit halfway through a game and wow, Chris that Godwin was been, being yeah. out for the season and Mike Evans not at 100%. Who knows? Right, he probably I mean, will be by playoff time, but Mike Evans sucks, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> He doesn't – he only catches the ball. That's the thing about it. All he does is, you know, catch like a 1,000 yards of yardage every year. Um, <clears throat> I think, yeah, the 49ers are high upside. And, yeah, what you were saying, Kyle, it's like the whole reason why we love Brady on the Bucks is because he has all these weapons, right, relative to his last couple of years in New England. And so when we take the weapons away – there's some vulnerabilities there. So, I mean, I would still expect the Bucks to pull that one out, but I think it could make them sweat for a while. Yeah, I mean, I wonder with all those weapons gone, if the Bucks end up losing in the first round, can you imagine? I mean, they almost lost to the Jets the other day until Brady decided to make a fourth-quarter drive with, like, 30 seconds left. Yeah. And Maybe certainly... this just shows us how good of a player Tyler Johnson actually is. We've seen some flashes over the last year, but – Maybe Tyler Johnson gets a full-time role now and shows us what he could do. I was reading about that new guy they have, the guy that cut the game-winning touchdown, and he was uh, – his name escapes me. I'm trying to figure it out. But he he was a track star in college and then tried to join – he, he tried to join the football team, but there's like a rule that you can't after being – Cyril Grayson? Thing, Yeah. And he runs like a 4.340 or some wild thing like that. I mean, he just looks fast. He actually, unless this is the wrong image, he looks exactly like Leonard Fournette. Maybe it is Leonard Fournette. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to send you guys his picture. but Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, he was a four-time NCAA champion on track and field. So just throw Doom deep and he'll probably get there. So we'll see if he if he rears his head during the during their playoff matchup. Yeah, no, you know, I think it's like the – where did this come from? The Le'Veon Bell mm, snaps this past week. To, another so Le'Veon like, Bell res- renaissance. They just don't trust Ronald Jones, dude. They no, don't they like never him. have. I mean, he, not is like he really Ronald. good? Apparently not. John Vaughn outrushed him on two less carries, so. Right. Yeah, they, they do not trust Ronald Jones. And with Fournette out, I don't know. They don't really have a running game with Fournette out. That's the problem. Like, he was kind of their X factor going to the Super Bowl last year, right? We didn't – think they had yeah, a strong 100%. running game, but it ended up being the case in the playoffs. Playoff Lenny, baby. Playoff Lenny. You know, also, I was looking at these standings, and you know how we lamented and whined the entire season that some shitty team is going to make the playoffs? Well, it's going to have to be 10-7 and seven to make the playoffs in the AFC. It's going to have to be 9-8 and eight at worst if it's the Saints to make the playoffs in the NFC. 10-7 and seven if it's the Niners. So... 
not really sure why we spent all season bitching about this when there's really no bad teams that are going to make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, speak for yourself. <laughs> but that's just us. Any more playoff takes before we uh, kind of do a little look back into the rest of the season? So I just sent you the screenshots of Leonard Fournette and the Cyro Grayson. And I will confirm here on this podcast that Leonard Fournette is not injured. He has just shaved his beard. My God, you're right. What the hell? This is like when you That's change your avatar in a up. video game or something. And you just have their <laughs> beard. Be- <laughs> it's, not, it's not real, is it? The, the thing is, they have the same expression, too. Like, their eyes are exactly the same. Their eyes are both just a little cockeyed the yeah. same way. The same smile, too. To our listeners, a.k.a. Matt, I implore you to check out Cyro Grayson <laughs> and Leonard Fournette's pictures because they're the same person. Please, if you do anything for us, just that one thing. <laughs> let's uh, let's take a little recap of the season. What a wild season it's been, truly, in the NFL. Uh, I wanted you guys, i give you a little homework, which I know you guys love, uh, to give me your biggest surprises of the season, which will probably turn into Kyle just telling us how he was right with his preseason predictions. I don't know how he'll swing it, but he always does. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first with my biggest disappointment. And that would be the Browns of Cleveland. Mm. Seven and nine. Last in the AFC South. Actually, they're in the AFC North, but they would probably last in the AFC South too. And they, coming into the season, I had high aspirations for them. I predicted them to win a division and even contend for the Super Bowl. And here they are, last in their division. Yeah. And, I mean, they have had injuries. They have had a lot of injuries and COVID issues, but still. Baker has been terrible. I mean, last year he threw 26 touchdowns and eight interceptions. This year it's 17 touchdowns and 13 interceptions, which was even better than I expected when I looked it up, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I don't think they can roll the next year with Baker as their quarterback. Do you? I mean, they're going to, so. Are they? Clearly they can. His extension is up. Like they would have to sign him to his post-rookie extension or they could just move on. Yeah, maybe they franchise tag him. Maybe they franchise tag him. I mean, he can't get like a you know how every new quarterback is like the highest paid quarterback in NFL history? He can't get that. He can't even like what he's he can't even get 75 cousins got that, but well, hopefully teams have learned since then. (laughs) I mean, I know there's not a lot of great options otherwise, but I don't know. I just don't have any faith in him. He's gotta be the worst quarterback ever to start a series of commercials, right? (laughs) <laughs> but does he have the best commercials? They are great. He does. Yeah. So that's got to come for something. He I wonder if he's, yeah, I wonder if he's a backup somewhere next year if they stop running those commercials or not. <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think about the Browns? I mean, you said everything I was planning on saying, uh, or I would have said. We all expected them to be one of the best teams in the uh, AFC this year. They, uh, they let us down. What more is there to say? Plain and simple. All right, Seth. So that was your biggest disappointment too, right, Kyle? No. Oh, you just felt. So I wrote down multiple ones. Just uh, he's so prepared today. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Seth, give me your biggest disappointment then. Okay. Mine was the Ravens. Um, Kind of a similar story. I mean, same division. I can't remember. I'm 
guessing I picked them to win the division preseason. Um, and I feel like there was this narrative going into the season that Lamar Jackson was like a James Harden type where putting up incredible stats um, and his team always does really well in the regular season. And then to, in the playoffs, maybe a different story. Um, but this year, they just weren't even that good. I mean, obviously, Lamar was injured towards the end of the year. But even with him, like, the Ravens did not look like a dominant team. Um, yeah, so that definitely surprised me. And I think that whole division was a little bit weird, right? Not, did any, I, I don't think any of us picked the Bengals to win the division preseason. They'll be coming up next for me. Yeah, and the only thing that was, like, maybe went to plan was – Pittsburgh being like just above 500. So, <laughs> yeah. Mike Tomlin keeps a streak of never having a losing season. Yep. What's interesting about the Ravens, too, said I kind of I thought about them. I kind of gave them a pass just because I feel like they reached the point of no return with injuries because at, at some point when your f- top three That's running true. backs get injured. That's true. Like and running backs run don't matter. But yeah. And yeah. your quarterback gets injured and is sick several times. And <clears throat> your best cornerback tears his ACL and then your other cornerback goes out halfway through the season. I don't know how good you can be expected to be, you know, maybe it's a miracle. They're eight and eight, honestly. So I'm going to play the other switch them over to overachieving. (laughs) (laughs) So I did have them written down as one of my, I chose three and you guys have chose two of those three teams I was going to mention here, but to play uh, devil's advocate outside of that Bengals game, so one, two, three, four, five. Out of their last five games, so we exclude the Bengals. Out of their last four games, then they've lost by a combined total of five points. It's just really bad variance. They just, yep. you know, there was the what was that the the Packers game? They decided to go for two instead of going for the tie. Twice they've done that. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's more of a you know uh, on Jim Harbaugh respecting his players choices because you see all these highlights after ev- all these weeks where they have lost at the end of fourth at the end of the fourth quarter those are so dumb I don't know how many other coaches though are going to their players and asking what do you want to do in this situation okay well he what are they going to say no I don't want to go for two I'd rather no but by asking them don't goal? you think that builds up their confidence by saying yeah. the coach respects me and I'm just saying he already wants to go crush for two. my He's opinion asking them that I mean he, he already yeah, knows it's Jim Harbaugh he knows to go for two <laughs> yeah John Harbaugh isn't John John yeah I'm sorry just <laughs> yeah you're right you're right I, I was just reading something about Jim Harbaugh might be coming to the NFL next season really um, he said he's open open to the idea so while they are eight and eight, they very well could be like 12 and four. Yeah. I so think it's they really are still the James Harden team because whenever they, they lose, Kyle complains it's about variance <laughs> as well. So <laughs> uh, I think the Ravens are like what ended up happening was disappointing, but I right. more understand the reasons for it than I do the Browns. Yeah. The Browns have no 100%. excuse. Damn it. I'm back. Right. I'm ready for them to be back at like a two win team at max. Yeah, go back to your place, Browns. All right. <laughs> you pull the wool over our eyes long enough. All right, Kyle, give us your third disappointment. We know we've been craving to get to it. The third one, 
I had written down, and I don't know if it's a disappointment for others, but for me, I'd have to say the Dolphins. I was very high on them coming mm. into the season. Um, they're obviously outside of this Titans loss the week this past weekend. They've been on a streak: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven game win streak to bring them back the, to a I chance the, to make the playoffs. <laughs> I and think the I Titans heard they were the first. I think I heard they were the first team in NFL history to lose seven games in a row and then win seven games in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of which like how could anyone have ever done that? I mean, yeah, I expect it. (laughs) It's wild that it happened. Not wild. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I had high hopes defensively for them last year. They showed a lot of upside uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I thought Tua showed us a lot of good things when he was healthy last year. He couldn't stay healthy fully this year. Also, you know, still I feel like there's some rifts between him and the coaching staff and them still not really trusting him. Um, And also injuries for them as well, right? Late in the season, Waddle injuries, uh, Devontae Parker injuries. Um, So just, you know, they could have had – they could have cemented themselves as a playoff team if they could have just won a couple games early on. Yeah. That's one of that's probably why it's the most disappointing, in my opinion, is it was there for the taking and they just couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, they lost to the Jaguars. That's unacceptable. And the Falcons, who, as we know, are the worst team in the league, yet almost made the playoffs. They, I will Whatever. say, I mean, this <laughs> the seven win streak was insane. And it is hard to win seven games against anyone, but they did play the Texans. The Ravens win was huge. Other than that, they played the Texans, the Jets, the Panthers with Cam Newton, Sam Darnold, PJ Tucker, whatever his name is. Uh, Then they played the Giants with Jake Fromm and Mike Glennon, the Jets again, the Saints with Ian Book, you'll remember, last game. So not stiff competition, you might say, but you do have to beat who's in front of you. And I think they are who they are. They're eight and eight. But I I really – I don't mind Tua. I really don't. either. I think he could be a good quarterback if he had a coach that trusted him. But that being I said, if they have a chance at Deshaun Watson, they're going to take it, I think. So, oh, yeah. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go to a more positive side, a more cheerful side. It's a new year. You know, we want to be turning a leaf, turning over a leaf, turning over a new leaf. And uh, I want to give my biggest positive surprise. So what I'm going to go with, is the aforementioned Bengals of Cincinnati. As Seth mentioned, no, none of us predicted them to win the division, yet they did. Joe Burrow shaping up to be, after, let us not forget, reconstructive knee surgery in the offseason, coming off a horrific injury, assuring himself to be one of the top-tier quarterbacks in the league. And Jamar Chase, I mean, what's, what's to be said about Jamar Chase? He's a stud. He's he's going to be one of the best receivers in the league for the next 10 years, probably. I mean, he's just one of those generational players, which we thought might happen coming into the year and certainly has borne out. So, I mean, with, with Chase and, and Burrow, the future is bright there. And I think they could make a little noise in the playoffs. Even I think they can beat the Colts and then maybe upset the next year. I don't know. I, I really like this team. Um, F and... Jamar's down there somewhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm pretty, I'm excited for their future as well. 
and uh, it's just a fun team to watch this year. Yeah, I agree. They were one of the teams that I had written down as a backup. Uh, we've said it before. I'm convinced they have the best starting wide receiver talent in the NFL. So, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they were my team also. And I remember um, preseason, right? People were, were like before the draft, people were talking about should the Bengals go for somebody like Jamar Chase and, and pair him with Joe Burrow or, you know, get an offensive lineman to protect Penny Joe Burrow. Penny Sewell, yeah. And uh, who knows if they made the right decision, but it's certainly fun to watch. And I think Burrow's second year progression uh, was particularly impressive because he was coming back from the injury and not allowing that to, to impact his improvement as a player, I think was maybe what was most impressive or surprising to me. So, yeah. Yeah, they were on my team as well. And I honestly feel like both sides might be right in that debate. Like, he still gets destroyed like three times a game. <laughs> like, the line is not that great in front of him. And that could, you know, I mean, he left with an injury at the end of the, la- uh, the game against the Chiefs even. So that's still something that to shore up. But I-, I think you can't pass on something like Jamar Chase. We've seen that, right? No. You know, talent trumps all, right? Yeah. So. All right, Kyle, who you got? <clears throat> Outside of the Bengals, I surprisingly had the Patriots, specifically Mac Jones, I guess, but the Patriots as a whole. That's good. Um, I didn't expect them to make the playoffs. You know, I didn't think Mac Jones was ready to step in and fill the shoes of Tom Brady. Obviously, you know, I didn't think he was a bad quarterback by any means, but I wasn't sure he was ready, especially with the – more so lack of weapons that the Patriots have on the outside. Uh, But yeah, I think he's proven us all wrong. Um, He is, I think like a Tom Brady light, which fits perfectly into the Belichick system. Um, You know, it's, I don't know what kind of expectations you could have had going into the season when your top receivers were Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers but hey, he's done it. Yeah, none of us picked them to make the playoffs, actually. So, so. they've proven Definitely us a wrong. Surprise. Yeah. Those Patriots, they keep on going. All right. Well, let's forget about the NFL. All right. Just forget about it. Done. Let's hit the NBA real quick before Seth turns into a pumpkin. And he also just brought out an entire loaf of bread. So I don't know what goes on here, but. <laughs> It looks pretty the good. I'm not gonna lie. Can't, can't, loaf the size uh, of his head. But <laughs> uh, all right. We're oh, we're basically halfway through the NBA season. We're about forty uh, to forty-five percent. Yeah, and I want to hit a couple of things. We haven't talked about the NBA in a while. Um, let's pick our all-star starters. We have, I think, we have a couple weeks to vote on this. Maybe two, three weeks before we have to put our votes in. But I mean, we don't have actual. We have fan votes. Obviously, we don't have actual votes. But. Uh, I just wanted to go to the starters for now. We can dive into the, the bench in a later pod. In the East, let's start with that. I think, in my mind, there are maybe four locks, honestly. I have – you know how I like to do locks and soft locks and, and hard-to-break locks. I have Embiid. <laughs> I have Embiid, Giannis, and KD in the front court. 
I'm not really sure who else you, you would have. So this is, I shouldn't mention the format to our listeners. Uh, you had to pick three front court and two guards because the NBA pretends like it's not a positionless league and they fuck us again and again and we take it. So I haven't beat, <laughs> I haven't beat Giannis and KD. I have DeMar DeRozan of the aforementioned uh, as one of my guards. I feel like he's kind of a lock too, honestly. I don't know yeah. how he could not be a starter after what he just did the last couple of days and the way he's carried the Bulls team. Yeah, we're four. the one seed. King of the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Bulls are the one seed, and he's the driver behind that. So do you guys disagree with the, those top four? Not at all. Um, I was debating one, and I think since he said him, I'm going to leave him off. What is it? Embiid. Okay. You're leaving Embiid off, huh? Interesting. Yeah. My front court reason. would then be Giannis, uh, Durant, and Demar. Okay, got it, got it. Um, any particular reason you're leaving off with Embiid? Um, just because I want, I'd rather see this other player in the <laughs> backcourt. Is it Levine? Yeah, well, I have Levine in as well. <laughs> I have Levine as my final guard as well. Uh, you're leaving out Trey then. So the thing with Trey is, and Trey will probably get that last spot, and he probably deserves it. But the thing is, he's so bad on defense, and also the Hawks are 12th. They're 12th in the East, and the Bulls are first, and I'm supposed to pick Trey Young. And, like, I get it. He's insane on offense, but he's literally 285th in defensive rating among just starters. So, yeah, I feel like that's pretty bad. I can't believe I'm saying this, (laughs) and not Kyle. I feel like Harden as a – yeah, a good case. Arden does have a good case over either one of those guys, too. Yeah, I just feel I, I mean, obviously, I would have put him, but just looking at how slow, slow, slow of a start he had, obviously, the past what is it almost month now, he's been his old nuclear hardened self. And I would typically put him in over Trey for sure. I guess I'm just assuming the votes more to go to Trey because of right. his start this season. The thing with Trey is like just last night he had 56 and 14, but he gave lost. up 43 to Simons and they lost. Like, I mean, don't sleep on Anthony. <laughs> Anthony Simons should not be scoring 43 on anyone, even if you are a piece of paper like Trey is. So I don't know. I mean, Trey is probably deserving that last spot, but you know, I had to be a homer and put Levine in. So I think it's really between like if you lock up those front courts, I think it's really between Levine, Harden, and Trey for that last spot, like we were saying. They'll all make it, so they'll be fine. Um, in the West, I have three locks, which I don't think anyone's going to argue with because there are three favorite players, Jokic, yeah, LeBron, and Steph. Jokic, Jokic, LeBron, and Steph, I have his locks. You have, you have four locks? Is one of them SGA, actually, I presume? <laughs> no, actually, surprisingly, it should be. But it's I was waiting ja. for you to tell me. Oh, Ja, yeah. I think Ja's a lock. Well, it's really hard in Jonathan the West. himself? It's hard in the West because everyone else who you want to put in there is a guard, and there's only right. there's only one more guard spot after Steph, so you have to finagle someone into a forward. Mm, that's but true. I think Jaws, you know, could be – he's not going to win, but I think he's going to be in the MVP discussion. And I don't would know how believe? much you could say about I would, other guards in the West. I got to take – I've got to take Donovan Mitchell over Jonathan, I think. I would take Dot. I have Dot. So actually, would you believe it? I don't have John in my starting lineup despite having birthed them from my own loins. 
And <laughs> you don't think Ja that. makes it in the start as a starter? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's hard with so you I put have Donnie, Mitchell over him. Yeah, well, I put Donnie in because I figured I could sneak him into a small forward role. Maybe they'd allow that, but I haven't really checked the positional flexibility yet. So I put him in as a forward, and I put mm. Steph and Chris Paul in as my guards. Mm. The I mean, they have the best offense in the league. Utah is doing their thing again. Donnie is their best player. I think he continues to progress. I mean, I guess he's not doing like statistically anything he hasn't really done before. Um, he just gets better every year, though. So does John. Yeah, just. I mean, we obviously we we like them both. I think Bert I'm not going to argue against John yeah. starters. Yeah. Uh, the problem was I wanted someone to to act as a small forward, and I couldn't make John do that, so I got nervous. If we let's let's imagine that we didn't have a the chance to finagle with the positions. Who do you think would be the third front court player? It had to be Gobert, right? I think so. <laughs> that's why I did. Yeah, that's why I didn't do it. I couldn't I don't stomach even it. have him on the All Star <laughs> roster at all, let alone starters. I definitely left him off the starters, and you wouldn't you believe say, who I left him you, off for. You could say Cat. You wouldn't believe who I left I him was, off for. Well, who is it? I was gonna say I thought it's something I would put Draymond over Gobert. Yeah, I was gonna put him in the starters and just surprise you guys with it, but I kind of forgot to do that. I mean, he's gonna win Defensive Play of the Year probably. He's averaging, he's averaging, I think like two point five combined stocks, one point three and one point two or something like that. I have it written here, and he, I mean, he only scores what eight points a game. Doesn't matter, but. The Warriors are number one in defense, and he's averaging 1.4 steals, 1.3 blocks, and does everything for them on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I have no issue with that. I mean, the you know, maybe that's what league, I'll do. So. I'll put him in the, the final forward spot, Donnie in the, mm-hmm. in the guard, and kick Chris Paul to the bench where he belongs. <laughs> it's tough in the West. And you know who I, I, have, I thought even, it was pretty easy. <laughs> you know who we haven't even mentioned, whose names haven't even left our mouths? Damian, Damian Lillard, Lillard and Luka, Luka Doncic. Yeah. Did you see? I, I think it was maybe not, or like fake Sports Center or something that tweeted it, or or posted it on Instagram or something. A picture of Damian Lillard with blind glasses and a uh, and a eye stick in the fourth quarter of games. He's shooting like thirty percent from the field and like twenty two percent from three. It's, yeah, I, man. it's hard to comprehend. Just so I don't think he's going to be player. a starter. <laughs> no, he might no. not make the team. He, yeah. <clears throat> I don't really think he deserves to make the team. I mean, it would be based on past performance if he does. I mean, the Blazers are 12. They're 12. Yeah, and he's he's shooting 40% from the field, not from three. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> yeah. I think Luca, Luca will probably make it. I mean, Dame will probably get the votes anyway, right? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, maybe. Just off a reputation and respect yeah. from players and coaches, yeah. Yeah, I think whoever I would leave out of the stars, the toughest one would be either Ja or, or Chris Paul, whoever I had to leave out. That's legit. Should be a fun All-Star game, though. Sure will. Uh, all right. Now, what else did I give you guys for homework? Oh, yeah. Favorite team to watch. I don't know why I threw this in here. I just wanted to talk about the Hornets. That's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> it would probably be them or the Grizzlies for me. 
anytime you get an exciting young point guard that I haven't seen a lot of yet, you know. Plus, I have basically every Hornets frontcourt player in fantasy, so that would be it for me. I had three teams listed. Obviously, the Bulls. Well, yeah, I, I thought that was assumed, though. Yeah. The Grizz as well. John Morant. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, and then also the Cavs. Mm, they have been fun. Evan Mobley is a them. treat. And so is Darius Garland, honestly. Yeah. Speaking of that, I hope I hope two or three of them make it, the All-Star team. I really hope they do. Allen, yeah. Mobley, and Garland all have a legit shot at it. <clears throat> Or what about you, Seth? Who you who you like to view these days besides your precious, disgusting Celtics? I was gonna say definitely not the Celtics. <laughs> they are despicable in every sense of the word. Um, I don't know. Let me throw in the Timberwolves out there. Oh, I love what you know. You don't have to tell yeah. me that. I mean, I'm a Minnesota guy, so I already like them for that reason, but. Just the way, I mean, they're not even record-wise, they're still mediocre, but just the feeling that they're starting to put something together. I love Edwards, watching Anthony exciting. too. Yeah. I love him so much. He's like a little bowling ball. He is. Great nickname, too. Ant-Man to come to the league with such a thing. Yeah, not That's bad. Great. Yeah. All right. Now, let's talk about midseason. Nearly halfway <clears throat> awards. Nearly headless awards. I have a uh, MVP. I have my boy KD. That's fair. I think you can argue for KD, Giannis, Jokic, or stuff, probably. I have Jokic, um, of course. Obviously. KD is 38 and six, one block on 52, 37, 88 splits. Is that good, you think? Hmm. <laughs> and they have had no Kyrie, and Harden's been struggling, and they're still two seeds. So the, the one thing with Jokic, Kyle, is going to be the record, right? They're fifth yeah, seed right now. Statistically, he's also performing yeah. better than last year. So if his team was even like slightly more above 500, I think he'd be the favorite. Which is kind of unfair because his team is ass. So and I'll just throw Giannis in there if we're arguing between the three of them. I think, I think uh, there's only three finalists, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's doing what he always does. Uh, but certainly defensively he is the best case out of the three of them. So I think that might be the tiebreaker for me. He's definitely the best defensively. The KD do not sleep on him, though. He oftentimes props up that otherwise poor defensive Nets team. Uh, <laughs> most improved player, I'll go Bridges. My boy, Miles Bridges, up to 27-4 and four from 13-6-2 and two last year. Large reason the Hornets are in eighth right now. I mean, LaMelo obviously got better, as we might have expected in the second year, but the, those around them have improved as well, so. I like him for that. Who knows with this award, though? What does this award even mean? Yeah, I mean, I think Bridges is legit. I think we could just bring up Ant-Man again. Although, again, some people think he's ineligible, right, because he's in his second year. But, I don't know, not everyone succeeds in their second year. So Right, exactly. You could be Anthony Bennett and not Anthony Edwards. So, And then I think the other one that we've (laughs) said uh, would be Darius Garland. Mm-hmm. who I think made a big leap as well, where he was kind of in the, like, yeah, it has potential, we'll see. And now it's like, we all agree he's legit. Yeah, Steph predicted that, too. Yeah, I had I had John Morant. Mm. Mine. Good from 19 to 25 points per game. 
this year from 45 to 49% field goal percentage, and then from 30 to 40% three-point percentage. He, in his third year, reminds, and I've been seeing a lot of talks of this as well, reminds a lot of people, especially myself, of Derrick Rose. Mm, yeah. Uh, he statistically is outperforming Derrick Rose as well. And as we all know, that was the Derrick Rose MVP season. Yeah. Yeah. And who would have thought he'd be shooting 40% from three, right? I mean, he was barely could shoot last year. So he got way better in that category. And that's one of the toughest leaps to make, right? From like star to all NBA player, you know? Yeah. That's that consistency that you need to build, which he has this year. I like all those. Uh, defensive play of the year, I mentioned mine would go to Draymond's as it does every year. So <laughs> I had Draymond as well with a uh, note of Tybal question mark. Mm. We'll he just doesn't get the minutes. minutes. I yeah. know, but he's really locked down that defense in the absence oh, yeah. of Simmons. Gary Payton the second. Mm. <laughs> God, I love watching him play the midden. The midden. Mm. Mm. Uh, rookie of the year, I would go Mobley right now, the aforementioned. This is yeah, so fun to watch on defense, isn't he? And the Cavs are I mean, fifth Barnes, right now. Barnes would be the only Barnes other one, great. I think. But. Wagner, Franz Wagner, has made a, a push as of late. Who knows if they'll take into account their record because the Magic are so bad. I feel like they don't as much for Rookie of the Year, but we have a lot of good rookies. He's not going to yeah. win it, but don't sleep on Josh Skiddy either. The youngest player to mm. ever have a triple-double, right? Are we just going to keep breaking that record every year? I mean, LaMelo just broke that last year. <laughs> Yeah, we have, I mean, we got Giddy, we, Cade and Jalen are coming into their own as we expected. You know, we have a great crop of rookies this year, I think. Uh, all right, let's make our adjusted finals picks because I'd like to abandon mine and leave it in, in the dust, please. That's mine was, <laughs> Seth would definitely like to leave it in the dust. <laughs> Seth picked the Blazers <laughs> to make the, the finals. Seth, it's why don't abandoned you just... now, though. So <laughs> Okay, good. We don't have to think about it anymore. New year. What's yeah, new year and new predictions. What's your what's your new finals prediction? Give me Warriors Bucks. Mm. Would you believe that's the exact thing I have written down? I would believe that. I don't I said it first, so yeah, it's true. Dude, how fun would that be too? Steph versus Giannis? Mm. God. God. That would so be incredible. Tasty. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Warriors Hedge. Bulls here, baby. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Mm. Love it. <laughs> it's the year. I really hope Especially we, once they make a trade for a power forward. Yes, we need that. Especially since Have another one of our forwards just got injured. So, Seen talks of possibly Harry Barnes. Oh, I would love also, Harry Barnes. Uh, Grant from Detroit. Harry Grant, yeah. I, I, hope love keep a, I hope we keep on to the one seed so that we avoid the Nets and Bucks until the Eastern Conference Finals when it comes to that. Would I be yeah, a little nervous nice if, we, if we played the Celtics in the – the first round, yeah, I would be no. a little nervous. You no, shouldn't be. All. <laughs> all right, that would be fun. All right, quickly before we're out of here, Kyle, it's aforementioned the sport that we never talk about. Just give us a quick preview of the college football finals between Georgia and Alabama, a rematch of the SEC championship game, which Alabama won over the favorite Georgia team. What do you think happens in this game, Kyle? going to be a good one um you know georgia put the 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 mac down last week um but they also got destroyed by alabama two weeks before um so 
it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, Georgia's offensive coordinator is a favorite of mine. Mm. Todd motherfucking Monken. We know him well. Uh, he was the offensive coordinator for the Bucks when Chris Godwin had his breakout year. Mm-hmm. Um, so also, I think he was offensive coordinator after that for the Browns, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, either way, there's a lot of weapons on both sides of the yeah. ball for both teams. Um, Georgia spreads the ball around a lot. Uh, they're not really sticking to one specific running back. Was it Zamar White um, is their lead back? But um, if they were to win, I think they'd be the first team in I don't know how many years to win the college football championship without a thousand yard rusher. Mm, interesting. Uh, I think he only has like 800 something rushing yards so far this season. Uh, their best receiver is actually a tight end that wasn't even a five-star recruit Mm. Um, goes by the name of Brock Bowers going to be a stud Um, and then I think the most interesting story is their quarterback situation which I'm sure if you watch ESPN you've heard a lot of but the man's a walk he's a former walk-on yeah so um, you know he's not as high power uh, of a quarterback as we're going to see on the other side with Alabama, obviously Bryce young Heisman mm. winner mm. all around stud. Um, really carried them for stretches of the season. I feel like certainly did, you know, there's uh, it's Alabama, right? They're stacked everywhere. Um, they have another four year running back. That's leading the charge in the backfield with uh, Brian Robinson, who had like 230 yards or something um, last week on the ground against the Cincinnati defense that has done really well at stopping the run all year. Um, And again, just a ton of weapons on the outside. They spread the ball around a lot. This isn't the typical Alabama team where there's maybe only two wide receivers that are receiving the bulk of the targets. Yeah. But, um, you know, they had um, one of their receivers get injured a few weeks ago who was that guy, Mechie. Mm. But Jameson Williams has really stepped up in that spot. So it's – I don't think we see a replay of what happened in the SEC championship game where Alabama just – yeah, throttles them essentially, but yeah, I mean, obviously, right with Georgia is a minus three point favorite, so they Close. were minus six points Close actually ahead. in the SEC championship game. Yeah, so there's been some adjustment there, but uh, it's gonna be a doozy, that's for sure. Uh, it seems to... like we got the best two teams, right? So that's what yeah. we were always hoping for, definitely. But um, you know, we're gonna see Bryce Young make some incredible plays. We're going to see Brock Bowers do what he does uh, as a stud tight end. You know, I love my young athletic tight ends. You love them. Um, and we're going to see Todd Mock and just put on a show for us. So what do you, what do you think? Georgia's going to win, you think? I'm going to roll with Georgia. Mm. I think they get it done the second time around. I don't think wow. they'll mess around this time. Should be a fun one. 
It's gonna that be was that was a college football talk for our listeners. You're welcome. With Kyle. <laughs> college football talk with Kyle. Next week we will hit on the minor handball league, but we just don't have enough time. Uh well, that was another rousing addition. I think that was the best episode we did in 2022. What do you guys think? I'd say so. Also the worst. Oh, that's for sure. (laughs) Kyle, any parting shots for our listeners? I know you love them. To be honest, it's 2022. It's a new me. I got nothing to say. (laughs) We'll never hear that again. (laughs) 